Hello, everyone. As you will have seen from social media this week, we had a bit of issue um, getting this recording back from the place that it had been kind of mysteriously sent to. It's a long story, but we, we got it back. For some reason, we have lost the first 10 minutes or so of the opening. Um, so we begin at Trivia Corner, um, which might actually be a blessing for many of you. So you don't have to listen to us ramble about the usual kinds of crap that we ramble about. So I uh, hope you enjoy listening this week. Okay, are you ready to tuck yourself into Trivia Corner this week, Kay? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Excellent. So we have received the usual questions from the uh, the trivia card, right? So I'm going to open with uh, with Hamish's for you this week, Kay. So mm. question numero uno. Um, actually, let me. I was looking at MKs. There we go. Question numero uno. What date and year did Roz's turn first hit the screen? Oh, we're going for a uh, oh, logistical God. one. Um, it's very hard right off the bat. Okay, in terms of year, I think the show first aired in 93. Mm. So we are in season four, so I'm going to say 97. You've got the year. The date is going to be an absolute shot in the dark. Okay, I'm going to give you a bit of a clue. Spring time. Okay. Um, You're not a million miles away from it I, right now. I think like late late March, early April is sort of very springy sort of time. Mm. So I'm going to say the 4th of April, 1997. It's April 15th, Key, but not a million miles away. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. You've got like one in a 365 chance there. So, Are you sure it wasn't a leap year that year, mate? I feel it, like could it, could be, it could have been. It could have been. Let's all go to a taco show. Uh, okay, question two. What three reasons does Fraser give to Ross to renounce BB? Oh, um, she has no scruples. Yep. No ethics, and most importantly, no reflection. No reflection. <laughs> I love the way he gets smashed. She right doesn't now. worship the devil because he worships her. Honestly, what a queen! What an absolute <laughs> queen! Um, why does Daphne not mean to be indelicate? Uh, is this to do with her and Martin? I think. Mm. Is it basically do your exercises or you won't be able to perform? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Martin's injured himself having a bit of amorous uh, exercise with with sh- uh, Sherry there. Um, okay, that's three out of three from Hamish. Unbelievable. I'm pretty sure it's two out of three, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's around <laughs> two and a half out of three. Um, you know, you got 97. Uh, trivia from a Little Owlet in the Glen. Martin says, I may not be Rookie of the Year anymore, but I can still move around the bases who was Rookie of the Year the year this episode aired? Um, oh. it, was, it was Martin Glouchman. Martin Glouchman. He was on first base for the um, the, the Rovers. The Rovers. <laughs> the Rovers, Brist- that famous team. The Bristolian Rovers, the Philadelphian Rovers. Yeah. It's Scott Rowland, Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I love the question, but I'm afraid I probably wouldn't be able to name a single baseball player currently in... Oh, yeah, not currently. I know Shoeless Joe Jackson. And that's yeah, Shoeless Joe Jackson, all the ones that are in Homer at the Bat. Yeah, um, pretty much. And I could probably Is it name... Stra- it could have been Darryl Strawberry. That's a, it's worth a guess. Uh, that's who I should have gone with, not Martin Glouchman. I mean, Martin Glouchman was a great shortstop. Um, and yeah, I could probably name about five to ten teams if I was in like a pub quiz. That's about it. So that's hard. That's a hard, hard question. <laughs> Again, no, no such look for Martin Glouchman, but bring it home from trivia from BB Glazer of all people this week. What color was BB's brooch during her scenes at the radio station where she introduces her BB's stars of tomorrow and ruins Ross's chance for own show? I did notice this brooch. I thought it was like a yellow sort of a crescent moon, maybe. 
but um, I wasn't really sure. I couldn't really work it out, but I noticed that it, it did stand out. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got gold here. Um, okay, that sounds good. I also right. thought it was pretty goldish, but I'm going to allow, I'm going to, I'm going to accept yellow. Uh, <laughs> yellow and gold, that's the same thing. Don't guys. don't get a job as a jeweler. Listen, <laughs> gold is just fancy yellow, fancy okay. yellow. Um, and BB Glazer doesn't know whether it's supposed to be a leaf or a banana, and you said crescent moon. Um, yeah. Weirdly, I also thought banana, but I could see crescent okay. moon. I could see that. There. I just feel like that's more elegant jewelry than a banana or, you know, a leaf. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe. You know? Um, Crescent okay. moon, you, you get moon shaped jewelry. You do, you do. Yeah, necklaces are quite common. Um, yeah, sorry, just on a, on an off, just on a, a complete tangent here. But underneath the trivia here, I saw that the mod of the subreddit removed another comment. Um, I, I, can, I believe this okay. comment just simply said, "What the f is this?" <laughs> and someone posted it this this way. So, uh, yeah, really good criticism there. <laughs> so, what, trenchant criticism. <laughs> um, but yeah, hit, hit me with oh. your uh, your questions, Key. Okay. So, um, my questions. Question number one. Yeah. What planet is Carla from? Oh, man, I really did listen to this. Um, it's like, oh, planet Lipfron or Jipfron or <laughs> J- no, planet Lipton, as in Lipton, Lipton. iced tea. Okay. I've got Frypton. Frypton, ah! Which seemed to me to be a blatant ripoff of Krypton. Yes. Um, um, and not, I mean, Lipton wasn't a million miles away there. Yeah, I mean, you were in the ballpark. Throw me a bone, lad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drowning here. Uh, question number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what things has Patty tried to turn on Fred? She's worn nothing but a whipped cream teddy. Yes. Um, she's... Bait, cook dinner in nothing but high heels and an apron. Correct. Uh, and she's phoned him at work, talking dirty. Absolutely correct. I yeah. Can, can see what bit you pay attention to. I was to. just about to say, unbelievable that those are the things I remember from this episode, but there we are. Okay. Third and final question. What, I, I noted three, there might have been more, but what three things has BB gotten for Frasier or achieved for him? What sorry, what three things has um, BB gotten slash achieved for Frasier? Oh um oh, God um, the, the list. There may have been more than three, but I only noted down three. Travel insurance? No, 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 no. An expense account. Yes. Why would you get him travel? <laughs> I don't know. Got you a great deal on your travel insurance. <laughs> um okay, tra- yeah, travel insurance. Um oh god. Uh, maybe just uh, something about holidays, but um, like you know how many weeks off he gets. But I don't, I don't know. I'm going to say three weeks off, three weeks paid vacation. She's better than that, mate. Five. She's better than that as well. Oh my god, how much? Six weeks paid vacation is what I got. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and the first one might just be—is it a higher salary or is it, is it more specific than that? You get a specific figure, a percentage figure. Oh. Uh... I'm going to say a 10% raise. Again, you're just putting her down again, mate. Really? What are you doing? Where's, she's the glazer on that. 20%? Donut, 20% increase. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Jesus Christ. There we go. Um, is that all your questions? That is week? all of my questions, mate. I took a good stab at them. You had a really good go. Really they good go. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't my worst answers, but uh, there we are. Okay, MK for you, Key, numero mm-hmm. uno. What details prompt Frazier to conclude that Nars's life has turned into an operetta? Oh, is it when he gets invited to the doll gala? 
Yeah. By Esme Bean, I think it is. Who is the Walnut Queen. The Walnut Queen. <laughs> and where where did he corner her and she she invited him? Um in this the, is this is particularly operetta-ish. In a garden. An ornamental garden by the wishing well. Um, there we go. There we go. But so... yeah, you got all the you got all the bare bones there, okay. Um Fre- Fraser confesses to BB that he's concerned about finding another producer with whom he connects so well. Should Roz get the job? Who does BB recommend as a replacement and with what qualifications? I caught this line, but would probably have forgotten it in the context of I this question. I think I could mm. be wrong on the name. I think it might be Hank Finch. Oh my God. Spot. Is it Hank Finch? Yes. Uh, and did he do like high? Hygiene films in the army, or something. That's exactly like that. what he did. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he did. How to relieve yourself in, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a the Vietnam War. That's one of <laughs> one of his classic vids. Um, question three, key. What descriptions does BB make about Roz's on-air personality potential? A great line. This. How does he basically just describe her? Oh, oh sorry. Um, how does BB describe her? Isn't it like she's got like a smoldering voice? Um. Like a nun with a past or something like, like that. Like a nun with a past. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, trivia from Niall Crane. We've got a, a visual one, as is customary yep. from Niall. Describe the shape and colour. Oh, so we've already had this, unfortunately. I think that... it's e- it's obviously either a golden banana or leaf. It's golden or it's a def- yellow crescent moon. <laughs> it is definitely not a crescent moon. Um, so apologies to Niall there, but that was uh, that was asked, I think, in, in Hamish's questions. Um Trivia from Run for Your Life. How many times throughout the episode do we see the exaggerated wink? <laughs> I love um, the wink. I think is it let's say three. Okay. Is it three? It's it's two. Oh no. <laughs> wink. It's three. Oh, it's three. It's three. Well played, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I think BB says it twice. And, yeah, and then Frazier does it. At the end, I think he does. He does indeed. Yeah. Um, excellent. Some cracking stuff there. I think you've come out shining. Okay, My, myself, like shining that. like a wonderful Gold. yellow crescent moon. <laughs> yellow crescent moon. Uh, <laughs> so thank you, everyone who said in trivia this week. Um, absolutely cracking stuff. Uh, animation watch on the review this week. Okay, what was it, please? Uh, I think it was fireworks. Yes, it was very nice. Very nice. Love the fireworks. Um, very unseasonal right now, but we've talked about how I don't like fireworks in real life, I think, but um, I like them on the Frasier graphic, so it's fine. Um, Niles drops by unannounced for Sherry. I feel like it, I just can't remember the last time it just pops in and there's not like an immediate plot device. It's just like, I need your help. And he's like, okay, great, Sherry. And there's no laugh track. It's just literally just two of them just getting a sherry sometimes i forget that although this is very commonplace when they actually ask and offer it to one another i feel like you know it's been a while since they've shared this uh this classic drink i, I feel this is most weeks mate really <laughs> i don't know there's just something about the, the way i don't know sometimes it's a bit different Nars is like screaming that marius has like done something awful and he's at the table and then fraser gets him one out of i don't know there's just it just really got off the bat very quintessential brother interaction at the door here um but we soon learn that he does need a failure because esme being the walnut queen has uh made him buy a 10 seat table at her charity charity gala for how much five hundred dollars a pop i think but yeah, yeah, it was. It was five grand for the table. Um, it's a very worthy cause. Okay, do you want to tell us what it's what it's for? It's for the Esme Bean International Doll Foundation, I think. Doll Foundation. Something like uh, Doll Foundation, yeah. I mean, you support the arts, Kay. I support the arts. 
do not you? the crafts. Do you? <laughs> as I said, do you support the crafts also? Um, I, I'm not as anti-crafts as Fraser is, and also don't understand quite why Fraser is anti-crafts. I mean, I've got nothing against crafts, but five, five grand for. Um, but in fairness, I think he sold two, so it's what four grand. Yeah, four grand for some dolls. It's um, oh, it's a bit pricey. It is. It is a bit pricey. Um, that, that that's more than the original budget of Guys and Dolls when that first. That's absolutely not true, by the way. That's that's the um the title card as well, which I've just realised why it's connected. Um, weirdly, I was watching an episode of Gilmore Girls a couple of days ago for people who like to are. see. Uh, of course, I was to see <laughs> connections across the sitcoms of of, of the nineties and two thousands. But there is an episode where the, the inn that Lorelai runs, um, basically a wealthy middle-aged woman wants to host a tea party for her doll collection, and these like antique craft dolls, presumably what this charity looks after are all set at the table. And it's, oh, that's terrifying. It's deeply menacing. <laughs> are um, you walk in and suddenly you're in the twilight zone? Honestly, yeah, when you're on the photo Duke. Um, but yeah, so it, I'm kind of with Frasier, but uh, it's not really explained or ever developed why he has an anti-craft perspective. I wonder if anyone could tell us what that is. Um, so Daphne now talking to Martin, who's skipping his exercises again. We have the euphemism indoor sports, which I think is uh, is pretty excellent. Um and yeah, I mean, I think Daphne's got a point. This is his second day of skipping out, you know, and he does, mm. he clearly needs to to do the work. So I'm kind of on Daphne's side Let's be honest. I Martin mean... walks around absolutely fine until there is a need for a limp. Mm, that's true. But then like when he's on his back and she's stretching his legs, he's always like, ah, is this killing me? Yeah, but so... I'm, I'm, you know, in my mid-twenties and I've got not, not got any tech, I've not got any physical ailments. If I try and do yoga, I'm making more nemones than Martinis. Like, really? Oh, oh. <laughs> Shan never just rolls out the phone mat and says, right, come on, Key. Downward dog, let's see your form. Yeah, we try it like once every eight months and then five minutes in, we remember why we don't do it because it's yeah. just me whinging and whining. Like, this isn't even exercise. You know, let's go for a run. It's ridiculous. <laughs> We're not doing anything here. I've never actually tried it, but I think it can be surprisingly exertive if you're, if you're doing certain things. But yeah, um, it's just know. people, you know, Telling you to change your position. It's mm. all right, mate. It's okay. You should become one with your inner peace. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> how's, how, how, speaking of, how is the, the gym going? It's going okay. Ticking going over. Okay. Anything yeah. to report? Your Arnold Schwarzenegger size yet? Oh, obviously, mate. Yeah, obviously. Doubled, doubled in mass in the last few weeks. I thought you'd push the laptop back to inc- accommodate your, your whole frame. <laughs> that's there what in, it is. In the webcam feed. Um, so can you remember the name of the KACL talent that's leaving to replace and, and Ros is hoping to replace? Because I can't. That um, is a good question. Frasier describes her as the homily spousing housefrau. Um, very dismissive and kind of vaguely, vaguely sexist. Um, I think the implication is she's probably a kind of down-home you know, middle-aged woman who kind of gives general Gertie, advice. I think. Gertie, yeah. Um, who gives general advice on... Um, you know, I don't know. Well, homily spousing suggests it's a religious angle, but I also think it's she's probably just it's probably like an agony aunt type. Yeah, I, I suspect he's just using homily in the sense of a, a more of a speech, more so than a religious context. Yeah, because housefrau um, literally translates in German like to housewife. Um, yeah. So he's basically just saying, you know, like gossiping fishwife type of thing. Um, so it's um, not it's not the most glowing endorsement of her show, and we've also never heard of her before. Yeah, I mean, oh, we know that she's gone on to get a multi-million dollar TV deal. We do know that. That's why good, she's left. Which is good, because that kind of slaps Fraser in the face with his, yeah. uh, his kind of judgy comments. But um, 
Roz announces that she's going to go for the uh, for the position, which yeah. I think is this is quite a good episode. It's good I, in general because I like it's Roz focused and she's trying to break out of that box a little bit. You yeah. got a smirk on your face. You not? No, like I'm this just. Episode? I'm going to entirely disagree with you, Will. You know, I feel that we're we're going far too stainy. Yeah, so, please do disagree uh, with me, okay? No, nah, it's a fine episode. It's, it's a fine episode. I'm, I'm, yeah, disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing. Mm. Well, please do, because that's going to get ratings up. Um, <laughs> Niall's trying to flog tickets at pra- practically every turn here to kind of muscle in on yeah. Ross's good news. Um, really excellent. Like, what, what better, better way, way to, to celebrate? celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> at a banquet, like, Niall's, please. Um, so they move over to the, the dining room table now. And they're, they're basically going to run through Roz's kind of... This is an audition tape, is it? This is presumably yes. what she hands to the to them before the interview? I, I think so. Uh, They'd yeah. listen to it before the interview and then probably... Um, maybe the chops, yeah. Yeah, do an interview and maybe, or, or possibly even do like... Well, I think you do the interview first and after that maybe do like a little mock audition or mock session. Hmm. But I think they'd, they'd listen to the, the, you know, the tape first and see how it goes. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so can you remember what Ross's show is called? Love Matters, I Love think. Ma- Quite a catchy... It, it kind of works. It's yeah. very 90s, I feel. It's, it very. It's very chat show-esque. Um, yeah. I just think of like The Simpsons with Gentle Ben. Um, yes. You know, the, the big <laughs> Your tears say more than real evidence ever could. <laughs> that is one of the most quoted lines for me for The Simpsons. Yeah. Honestly, just... Gentle man just going nuts and <laughs> rampaging in the studio. Um, so now she's obviously getting them to, to be is it Pat Pat Patty and Yes, it's Patty um and Fred. Patty and Fred, like Niles, will you be her boyfriend? Yes. Like it's yes. so good, so good. Um and yeah, we we, we talked about after, the of course of... Frazier's attempt at being a merchant seaman. Oh my god. I mean, what was he thinking with a pirate accent? You know, it works for me. You're a bit of a master of dialects. You're a bit of a master of dialects, Key. If you were gonna do a, a, a merchant seaman, you know, what would the voice sound like? Oh, when we get back for a minute. Oh my goodness, mate. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this maybe they've got to sound like they're from New England, you know, that's where a lot of these people come from. Um, I don't know. Maybe a maybe a listener has a connection to you, you, you know. think all seamen come from New England? No, in America, a lot of like lobster murder and that I sort of think thing. we know anyone who leaves certainly from England, you know, the original. Mm. Um, we Dude. anyone who goes and does anything has always come from Carlisle. Carlisle, yeah, yeah. They were true. born in Carlisle, but they were made in, in the, the Royal Navy. Navy. In the Ro- <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, to be honest, New England comment was probably a sweeping generalization. I just think that they're mostly known for like clams, and that there's a there's a vibrant kind of seafood culture in New England. <laughs> so that means that was. <laughs> So, you know, no, they need good fishermen to, to bring all this stuff in, you know, like Rhode Island lobsters and, you know, clams are famous. Okay, mate. Okay. Come on, kid. He's, um, he's actually from Billingham. I don't know where that is. I don't know. I'm going to just, I'm just going to Google while we're here. Um, where do most American fishermen live? Not, I don't think you're going to get an answer. Here we go. Fishing industry in the United States. Uh, oh, obviously, obviously Alaska as well. Um, completely forgot about Alaska. That, that's okay. probably the, well, the predominant. Billingham, where Steve Barron is from, is mm. uh, a city in Washington State near the Canadian Ooh. border. It is a port for ferries to Alaska. East is Mount Baker, wow. a huge snow-capped volcano with ski runs. Well, that sounds cool. 
That sounds that really is. cool. Let's move to Billingham. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Oh, no, that's best place to live in the US for fishing. Hmm. We'll have to leave this one. Um, okay, right. So, uh, we'll back down very quickly. I've already lost. Yeah, I mean, we have people from New England who are listening, so they just they can just tell me that I'm a, I'm a moron. Wasn't that another criticism of our podcast that we never go and find the answers ourselves? We I think so. We, I, think should, I think we should just stay true to ourselves at this point and let listeners dunk on us. Um, <laughs> also, this this review that we received is called "I'm not listening," not in, <laughs> in capital letters. Um, so really, yeah. I'll play to that guy. I mean, listen, people say that we just read out the positive comments. We, I love the negative comments. Bring, yeah. bring it on. Just um, if you could leave five stars at the same time and then criticize us. Yeah, that'd, be, criticize that'd be ideal. As much but... as you like. Um, Roz's advice is terrible, in all honesty, here. Um, it takes a 10 seconds to assess this kind of... There's a, there's a litany of issues in this marriage. And yes. she's like, men are like fish blah 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 they lie there with a glassy stare chuck this one back um you know just this niles is a little bit cutting he's like that's this terrible advice blah 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 but i think she needs to be told at this point it's very flippant isn't it and it's one thing being flippant with your friend and stuff like that it's another thing being flippant if you're on a on a you know radio show in this context where you're claiming to have some expertise or knowledge about a matter yeah um yeah it's not it's not great, let's be honest. It's not, it's not great. Um, now Martin enters and he's hurt mm. his hip. Um, why has he hurt his hip? Okay, tell us in as in as candid a fashion as you as you can, why he's hurt his hip. Well, in your words, he was having amorous times mm, with Sharon. But, but in your words, <laughs> come on, gay, say it. Okay, go. Okay, that is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> um, I cannot believe you just said that. Um, but maybe that's what he was doing. Maybe that's what him and Jerry were doing. Uh, Martin's advice here, um, corny, but tried and tested when they give him the, the thing. He's like, I believe women should be true like a queen, blah, blah, blah. I'm ready to date him. <laughs> I was just going to say, when I watched that scene, I was like, Key will be eating this up. Man. I was taking notes. Honestly. I mean, this is gold. You, this is just, this was, you are literally going to be like Martin when you're his age. I can't explain it better to listeners, but this is exactly what you, you would be like. Um, and it's why, you know, Shan's very lucky. But yeah, this is, this is you all the way through, isn't it? Thank you. Um, You're an old-fashioned guy. That's quite true, yeah. I think... Well, I'm all... Okay, let's be clear. I'm old-fashioned, but without the misogyny, the sexism, and all that side of it. You're progressive in good good respects, yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I think he's very sweet, his outlook. And Mm. whilst it is blatantly for um, his own purposes, um, I also Mm. would say, before I say this, I love the line where he's like, uh, and how many of the Korean boys have a girlfriend? No, no, keep your hands up so I can count them. Yeah, so um, so yeah. arrogant. Yeah, it's beautiful. He knows yeah. he's on top and he's, yeah. os- he's, he's owning it. He um, I went for owning and bossing and came up with he's ossing it. Um, like like the black country people call a horse. Exactly. There you go. Um, um, but, yeah. but yeah, it's a really, it's actually quite sweet. If he, if it wasn't, you know, just to fulfill his own purposes, it's actually an incredibly sweet outlook that it's about, you know, finding out about your partner, finding out what they like, and therefore making sure that you can cater to their needs, which is really a bit more of what Fred needs to be doing for Patty. Yes, it is. You know? I'm, not, I'm not being funny. Fred needs slapping around one of these fish from New England because, you know, right around his face, because what Paddy's describing on the phone here, Fred, you know, this isn't 
these people aren't a dime a dozen. Okay, you know, Patty's got something about her. Um, in fairness, they've not explained what what Fred does for a living. I mean, if he works in like a, a funeral home and she's he's trying to get a corpse ready for a funeral, I'm I'm on Fred's side in that context. What when she's ringing him? Yeah, uh, I thought you meant all the other things. It's like what just because he handles dead bodies, he can't ever <laughs> no. be intimate with his wife. He's, he's doing a bit of blush or something, and all a of a sudden of she's she's on the phone. Yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think you're in the right atmosphere for it then. Mm, maybe yeah the atmosphere's got to be right the mood's yeah. got to be right and i don't think it would be if he's a, you know a coroner <laughs> please do keep in mind that your husband is a coroner <laughs> do you remember that line i can't remember what i think that might be it's from right uh, towards the start i think it, yeah like, i think i watched this episode of Shaw literally two days ago i think it's, it's like um i think it's can't, your, buy, can't buy me love while washing your hands several times a day maybe uncommon and then just a laugh from me now in covid times yeah <laughs> yeah god Please do bear in mind that your husband is a coroner. Uh, BB now brings her talent in tow, um, including oh. Professor Pete, the encyclopedia. He can't be stumped. Um, can't be stumped. Explain to me, Key, Freud's theory of the superego. Sigmund Freud, noted <laughs> psychologist, was born in Vienna. <laughs> Absolutely kills me, man. I just love this. Um, and then we, we have believe dreams have secret, secret meanings. Honestly, there are so many people like this these days who are like just, you know, at least we don't pretend to know the stuff that we don't know about. We're just openly Googling things and saying, yeah. we've probably got this wrong, whatever. There will be people that just quickly read the gloss, the first paragraph of Wikipedia, and then they think, oh, I'm an expert on this topic. You know, yeah. I could talk about whatever, whatever I damn well please. Um, and that's, sadly, that's the world we live in. There's too many Professor Pete's out there. Oh, man. Honestly, there are a dime a dozen. I'll tell you who aren't a dime a dozen. Hank and Hannah Finch. He's a right-wing Baptist preacher. She's a fun-loving bisexual, according to Baby. Yeah. Um, just Baby's delivery of that line absolutely kills me, man. Just she's on top form in this. It's, it's just that they stand there not knowing what to do. Like, they're sort of looking at him. Like, oh. It's always like they have to perform what she's described them as. Like, how do I respond to being introduced to someone yeah. as you know a right-wing Baptist preacher? They have to pull out you know a mini Bible and start spouting racist comments or something. I don't know. Um, it's just what I don't really understand. Um, Frasier now being extremely offensive to someone with schizophrenia in his goal. Yeah, what's this, that about? This joke think... doesn't age well. I, I, you would think that for someone who's is trained in his area, he would be a bit more, you know. Um, sympathetic and, and a bit more, you know, inclusive and approachable. But no, it's, it's just pretty offensive. Just caught, throwing him under a bus. Honestly, three seasons ago, he didn't want to call people nuts dressed yeah. as a nut. And now he's going, like, oh, yeah, to describe someone with schizophrenia. So there you go. Um, I'm not sure if we have any any listeners that suffer from things as severe as that, but I'm sure they probably don't take too kindly if they did. Um, BB's been meddling now. Um, she obviously took Fraser's comments earlier that they're hiring a, a new talent and Roz is going for it and he doesn't want to lose Roz. So she's uh, she's gotten involved. She's stuck her oar in and she's stopped um, Roz getting the job. Who is at fault here, BB or Fraser? BB's at fault because Fraser doesn't ask her to do it. Fraser yeah. doesn't say. To, I mean, it's it's one thing to say about a particularly good junior in your team. You know, oh, like, you know, I don't want to lose them. Mm. They're a fantastic talent. It's another thing to actively prevent them from doing it. Um, yeah, I think that 
if if Frazier had told her, I don't want, you know, I don't want Raz getting it. You put my my opinion to, you know, the the board, the committee, whatever. Then yes, Frazier is completely at fault because really he should be helping to nurture and develop Rod Roz's, you know, aspiration to be on air talent. He should be helping her out in that sort of progression. Mm. She's his friend. Um, and he and in fairness to him, he does, he does do a little interview, you know, just sort of the mock audition with her at the start. So I don't think that's in any way Frazier's fault. And he does then, of course, try to rectify the situation by confronting BB towards the end. Um, yeah, BB, on the other hand, is entirely at fault because wink <laughs> wink um yeah because i mean she, she's just i mean i guess that she's working in an industry that is cutthroat enough that if someone says something mm. you might read into it as having an underlying meaning such as oh i hope they don't get this job as meaning you know yeah. they're not getting a job you sort something out um so to that extent it's a, a bit of a misunderstanding but in any event i think baby's still at fault she shouldn't be doing it yeah no i completely agree it's definitely her wig um <laughs> bb now mentions that she has to get back to her talent who are in the the world the stars tour world stars of tomorrow tour bus yes. um the delivery of i hope someone cracked a window <laughs> absolutely kills me um i'm presuming some sort of minibus situation probably deeply unhygienic yeah and what i don't understand though is that listen bb's like quite a high profile agent She's yeah, got, she is. She's, she's got good. Bulldog. She's got Frazier. Oh, she's got really offices good. and a secretary. Who is her mother. Um, oh, but, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. But what I don't understand is, is that why is she doing this? I mean, you're not getting, um, I don't know. I can't remember the guy's name. Like, Is it Min- Mino Rayola, the, the football agent? It's like Paul Pogba on the book. Oh, people like that. Man, yeah. Um, he, he's not going around like if United are doing trials, you'd like just 10 lads, Sunday league lads. Like these are the ones <laughs> that are going to do it. What, why is she bothering? Like, I don't know. I mean, I just, they're all dreadful and she knows they're dreadful. I think she's maybe not as good as we think. She's not as high flying as we think. It mm. is a rented office. It is her mother as a secretary. Uh, possibly. It, yeah. It's unclear to what extent the deception goes. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is the ball of talent she has because that's what she attracts, um, mm. which doesn't make sense when we know how good she is with Frasier, who is high profile. So it's a tough one it's funnier for her for her to have shit clients you know like pete the professor or whatever he's called um professor pete professor pete (laughs) and hank and hannah finch you know so um but you know but yeah listeners any theories on on that let us know to what extent is is bb actually a good agent or not um did you notice a really weird edit when roz cries i don't think so so she hugs frazier and as soon as she hugs him and cries it fades to black really quickly and then fades back, and they're still hugging and crying. <laughs> why? Why cut? I don't understand this transition there or the need for one. It was really weird. Yeah, I, I um, did not pay attention. I must not be paying attention enough. <laughs> honestly, I just pick up on on weird weird things. I think. Um, but there you go. Roz and Frazier decide to tackle BB's um office and, and tackle BB together now. A new set, I think. Um, I don't think we've ever seen. Baby's well, it certainly doesn't look familiar. I don't ever recall. It, and it certainly doesn't look like an office that we've seen previously sort of re- retrofitted or anything like that. I don't. It doesn't look like Niles' office or Tom Durant's office or anything like that, I don't think. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think probably it, it looked new to me. I could be wrong. Yeah, but. and we've, we've, uh, yeah, we've certainly never been to her office before. Um, she's taking so many pills here. Um, yeah. 
Is this part of her sympathy play, or do you think she actually has some ailments? No, it's all her sympathy. Right? All, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I was reminded briefly of my own mornings. I take a lot of supplements and vitamins, and um, I've got a couple of a couple of prescriptions. Um, I just sometimes I'm like, I can't be asked. Like, there's like four pills. Hey, this is too much. And this is, and I, it's easy to forget. And yeah, you know, I, I get people have to take a lot more than me. Um, it's it's frustrating, you know. It's, I mean, how many pills can you take at once in with like one bit of water? Oh, I, I normally take like three in one go. Oh, really? Wow, I'm like a one or two man. So oh, I'm no. there, I'll be there longer. I mean, <laughs> I think just after. like a normal like ibuprofen sized pill. Yeah, I'd probably just have one at a time. Oh, man, I could probably put four or five of them in. Glass of water, bad. I'd overthink it, though. I'm like, oh, there's a lot in my mouth. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I mean, the multivitamin I take is probably like that in, in height and probably Jeez, about mate. that in width. It's disgusting. Um, and also... So we like, need an audio commentary to describe the gestures you just made. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, people don't understand. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yay, hi. Which I get, makes no sense. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty big pill. They smell and taste disgusting. So I have to pitch my nose while I'm while I'm taking it because if I don't it's bad and now a quick word from our sponsors the multivitamins corporation <laughs> are you feeling tired are you feeling <laughs> sick <laughs> you need to pick me up um so oh my god baby gets the phone call now yeah what about my sister <laughs> and without doubt my favorite line of the episode key what do you think it is I don't know, my favorite line is like the mother slash sister saying, clients come first. <laughs> Again, well, mine is, did the airbag deploy? <laughs> Which is absolutely, honestly, like a genuine belly laugh from me. It's not that often I laugh out loud at Frasier. And I'm finding the most times it happens lately, it's when BB's here. Um, so credit to, to, to Harriet. Is it Harriet Harris? I think so. I think it is, yeah. um, and just... Uh, why none of those outside lines? They're like, the palms are broken. The palms are broken. Anti baby. Um, your tongue would open a wine bottle. Uh, excellent line there as well. She is very silver tongued. And as we got from Trivia Corner, Ross has a smoldering voice like a nun with a past. Um, and Frazier kind of calling on Ross to renounce her. But tell us what how this episode ends, Key. What does Ross do? Uh, Roz goes back in and he's going to have lunch with Baby tomorrow. Uh, I think Bernardi's or mm, something like that. Bernardi's, at, I can't remember the time. I want to say 12 okay. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Bernardi's. Not what a bad time for lunch. That's acceptable. And I've heard Bernardi's is an excellent carbonara. So uh, we should check it out. Okay, mate. <laughs> I'm just making that up. You're asking me out here. Bernardi's, Bernardi's, Bernardi's isn't real. Um, <laughs> do, you want, do, you want to, do you want to go for a carbonara? I think for a carbonara. Or a cheeky car. I just want to sit down and work out what you want and what, what really you like so that I can use that next time. Too, I think know, he should be treated like a queen. <laughs> that, that's what I think. It's about time someone did. <laughs> um, top 10 episode, can you just in your top 10? No, it's it, it's fine. It's an okay episode. Mm, um, only okay. Call off your dogs. It, it's it's fine, but um, it, there's nothing special about it for me. Mm. It doesn't. It's, I wouldn't say it's overly hilarious. There's nice little bits in it. You can watch it. Um, it's sort of a for me in the context of a season where you get like those great episodes, those like you know not so good episodes, and you get those sort of filler episodes in the middle. Mm. It's more of a filler episode. It's not. It's not bad, but it's not phenomenal by any stretch for me. 
I'm, I've got a slightly more favourable angle. But... Finally, some disagreement. <laughs> but it's not in the time. <laughs> Welcome to that Hank Finch hour. Go ahead. Well. These references might not make any sense if I edit out that part where I mentioned <laughs> the bad review that I was disagreeing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, every 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 subsequent reference to it is making it even more complicated because I don't know what to edit out. So listeners, if you can hear this, um, it's fine. I just have chosen not to edit certain parts of this episode out. Um, but yeah, slightly more favourable, but not a top 10. Not a top 10 from me. Best actor pick, Key. Who have you gone with? I am going to give it... Uh, basically, I think the best scene of it is... is- the end. I think I love like the little bit of the, the confrontation, the showdown at a baby's office. Yeah. Um, and her little interplay with you know the various phone calls that we have, probably all with you know her secretary. Um, and just her reaction to that. It's quite over the top, it's a bit hammed up, but it works perfectly. Um, mm. and so while she's not actually in it that much over the course of the episode, I think she is all the funniest bits. So I'm gonna give it to BB. Okay. So am I, which isn't great for agreeing. <laughs> um, What's I'm it going to say? So you went up to edit. I'm also going. Oh, I'm leaving it. I'm leaving that review coming in. Um, so we've gone with B. I've gone with B. you've gone with B. B. Lovely bit of agreement. I don't need to say anything else because you've just summarised it for me there. Excellent, Key. Uh, Kenley Burling, I'm on the ground. What would he make of this episode? And would his airbag deploy? Um, I think that Kennedy would have mm. absolutely sabotaged Roz's hopes and dreams for the future. Really? If it benefited his own devices. You reckon he's cutthroat? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if the devil if the devil worships BB, BB worships Kennedy. Mm. Oh, um, I love that, love that. <laughs> and he do, I don't think he needs an airbag. I think he's so well built that like the car crumples into him if he crashes. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. is the airbag. He just slows down time and everything just moves around him. It does. He said his own pull, yeah. his own orbit. Thank you, Key. No further explanations needed. All that remains is play. Who's crazy anyway? One word for you this week, Key, and it is resources. Resources. Mm. What could that um, be? I feel like we've meant. I feel like I've said something about resources, or I've there was a, there was a quote maybe about resources. Um, I feel that maybe it was like B, maybe like maybe when BB was talking about her Starbucks of the future, like oh look, these are the resources I'm de- I'm working with the resources I have or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, could be, could that's be. the only context that makes sense for me. So I think that I'm going to say BB talking about her stars of tomorrow. It is BB. I'll take that. And that's all you need for the point, Kate. Um, <laughs> it's different. It's actually at the end when he's on the phone to her her niece. Yeah. Um, she's like, you know, will you look after me? Of course I will, my little pumpkin or whatever, provided I have the resources. So then like <laughs> post puts the photo across the desk. Um, so well played to you. You got it right there. All that remains is to jump into listener mail this week. Shall we do so? Uh, yes, let's do so. Raz, who's our next caller? Dr. Carol and Key QC, great show as always. I know it's in your English nature to apologize more than necessary, but I found it rather flattering that you felt comfortable enough to yawn and enjoy a sandwich and some crisps whilst recording the part. It feels like I'm just hanging out with some pals via Zoom or conference call and further deepens the parasocial relationship between you and your listeners, such that it makes me naively believe that we are actually friends. I may be alone in the sentiment. Clearly, others might find it distasteful. I mean, 
the sandwich is very tasty. Um, I'll, I'll go on the record and say that. No, the, Alex, that's a very, very, thank you for saying that's very kind. I, I want to apologize formally on air for anyone who may have heard me munching on a sandwich um, last last time I was on with Key. We've been on Zoom for a very long time. Um, it was my only chance to grab a bit of scran. I was starving. Um, but it's not the nicest thing to listen to, I understand. Uh, on Rosencrantz and Guildenstein are dead, it was adapted into a 1990 film of the same name, which Tom Stoppard also wrote and directed, and stars Gary Oldman and Tim Roth. I quite enjoyed it, though, I'm, though I'm sure most of the references to Hamlet would have landed for me had I been more familiar with the original Shakespeare play. I've never read it in its entirety. As fans of language, I'm sure you'd appreciate the wonderful wordplay and great performances by Oldman and Roth. Search on YouTube for the characters playing the game questions with each other throughout the film for a taste of it. It's just delightful. Furthermore, I'm elated that Ham Radio is next week. It was the first episode my then-girlfriend, now wife, sat me down to watch more than nine years ago when I told you I hadn't ever seen Frasier. Love you, babe. I hope you'll forgive my novella of a comment this week. It's been a while since I've written in and I had a lot to say. Thanks for all that you do to entertain us. What a what a wonderful comment. Thank you, it's Alex. Very, very nice. So thank yeah. you so much. Of course, Will is a doctor. I am not a QC. No, um, I think, I think people is... like to do it because it's like, you know, you I, I needed to stipulate you are infinitely more of a successful professional than I am. Like you are a literally. You're a doctor, mate. You can no, take out someone's appendix. That is that's meaningless words on a paper. You are a fantastic lawyer, <laughs> and you know I want people. I, I think people should still call you that just to, just to give you the credibility that you deserve. Um, let's give him credibility by misrepresenting <laughs> Key, misrepresentation is not a thing you should know this as a lawyer come on that's just a made up thing isn't it right. thank you very much lovely lovely comment so thank you so much um next up i think we've got uh, mk who says um my helping with trivia is my community service for constantly correcting people's grammar but to be honest it's a crime how good this episode was there it is <laughs> <laughs> um, he once got a speeding ticket in a zone that was lower speed but on a steep incline so you had to accelerate to climb the hill so he thought it personally it was total BS mm. which does seem a, that seems like a good point so if you're on a, a lowest yeah you'd have to accelerate yeah. so that's bit, yeah that is harsh um, that's really annoying Key speaking of being full named I should have mentioned when we got to the Saul Rubinick cameo I entered for Will and Key and he had to message me to ask how to pronounce Key love that that's love a that. good point I did get asked by someone I, I worked with the other day why do you give everyone a nickname and why don't you refer to anyone by their full name um, I was like because it sounds like I'm telling you off it sounds like I'm like someone's parent oh, I give everyone them. a nickname I never yeah. full name people yeah. you know I but even call Charles more- by her surname Bentley most of the time I'm like Bentley what are you on about I'd call her Bents. Bents. What are you doing, Bents? I think I think once her manager called her Bents, and now I'm like, I don't ever want to call you Bents. You know, I'm not that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah. um, trivia and fun bits for Roz's turn. Um, Niall says he was allowed to buy a table for ten at five thousand dollars. Yet he has until Sunday to sell eight tickets. Assuming one is for himself, who is a ninth for? Is it Esme herself to her own charity gala? Uh, Maris. Um, even though Martin makes a joke about how the crane men currently have girl, which which crane men currently have girlfriends, so a bit of a mystery. Mm, I reckon he's going to take girl the dog. Girl, it could be. Girl. Yeah. Um, I've really just sold one to Frazier's doorman, to be honest. Maybe like, you know he just live in his building. <laughs> yeah. Um, many times in previous episodes, right after Frazier's show end, um, he's harried out the studio by Bulldog to Bulldog's show can start. Yet this time, Bulldog comes in to inform Frazier and Rosva who got the job, Brenda. And then leaves. Uh, finally, Fraser and Ross have all the time they want to discuss the BB situation. Seems to be a loose corporate structure at <laughs> KSEL. 
Um, maybe that's why the manager manager crumbles like a matzo. Um, oddly specific sports metaphor for Niles when he calls Roz a scout from the majors. That's very true. That's, that's a, a very uncharacteristic um, and again deeply slut shaming um, line. But yeah, really weird. Would he know those things? Uh, excellent, as always, MK. Uh, perfectly cromulent me says, Hey, fellas, great show. James O. Jones is such an icon. I loved him in Field of Dreams. His The One Constant has been baseball speech. Gives me goosebumps. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. As far as Ros being referred to as the angel of death, it's far more likely that they mean the biblical spiritual angel of death as in the angel who guides people into the next life. Comparing Ross to Joseph Mengele is far too disturbing for a light-hearted show like Frasier. Can't have a ham radio next week. It's kind of sad that, yeah, that he got that nickname. To, to, to be clear, um, I don't think that that was the intention of the Frasier writers so I was to compare him to Joseph Mengele. <laughs> but when you say angel of death, that's where my mind goes. That's where, yeah, you were just thinking yeah, to that, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, but um, I will give a shout out to Field of Dreams because that is an amazing film. Yeah, and a lot of people Build have been it, saying that like they will come. Built, is that does James Earl Jones say that line? Uh, I can't remember, but that is from that film. KM Saxon put um, and Sydney Ass Basket. They think it's right up my alley as well, just because they yeah. know. I have love you ever it. seen it? No, it's a good film, mate. I, I love Costner. It. I tend to like sports films, and I love American Midwest. You yeah. know, I, I I know that I'd probably love this film. So. Yeah. I, I quote it whenever anyone comes to me with a business idea. I want to open the shop, build it, and, and they will come. come. <laughs> I mean, I love there's a comedy riffing on it. Well, not riffing on it, but it's about baseball called The Benchwarmers. And John Lovitz or Lovitz, and that's really oh, yeah. his name, who was on Saturday Night Live. Um, I can't remember. He voices someone. Did on... he... Yeah, is he? Did he do a cameo on The Simpsons? Or the streetcar named Desire guy, the director. Oh, is that him? That's him. Um, but he plays a rich you... guy building a baseball stadium. He's like, build it, and nerds will come because it's all about <laughs> like nerds and losers and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I don't know why. My when you said John Lovitz, I thought um, he was in Homer's Phobia. He played John, but I'm assuming I'm completely Who's wrong. Who's John on... in Homer's Phobia? Um, he is the guy who works in the like sort of toy store. Who happens to be gay and Homer oh. becomes homophobic about the whole thing? Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Homer's enemy. Um, yeah, I, I no, I think I think that's uh, John Waters, um, who voices. Oh, okay. Who oh, voices okay. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, because he has the pencil mustache, doesn't he? The same as as John yeah. Waters. But yeah, I think he's appeared in 20 episodes of The Simpsons. Key. Um, okay. So Artie Ziff, Jay Sherman, Professor Lombardo, Llewellyn yeah. Sinclair. He's been yeah. a lot of, a lot of peace. Did I expect too much from third graders? Possibly. But here's the reviews. Play enjoyed by all. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, next up, we've got Sydney Aspasky, who says, Gentlemen, I hope this finds you both well. Another fun episode. And firstly, I feel like I must ask a question that is possibly bothering many other listeners. What was in Will's sandwich? Okay, allow me. It was a lovely mature cheddar. A fresh salad tomato on a bed of crispy lettuce. That sounds horrible. <laughs> what? Cheese, tomato and lettuce? Well, I don't like lettuce. I don't like tomato. And cheese is only good if it's warm. So you are literally a psychopath. I've just described probably those common sandwich filling in the UK. Um, honestly. What can I say? There's so much disagreement. If I ever podcast. invite you and Shan over, you know, for some kind of, I'm going to cook you dinner. I don't know what I'm going to cook for you. Basically, think, what would I cook for an eight-year-old child? Honestly, and add a bit more beige. 
and you're probably there. Sure, can't have dairy, meat, or gluten, and she's easier to cook for than you. <laughs> yeah, it's go. gonna be tricky, mate. Um, it's gonna be tricky. But what can I say? We're like the odd couple, aren't we? You know, the mm. cultured, sophisticated one. That's you. I and don't then the, the free-loving slob. That's me. I'm the one that gets too political. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So continuing in this comment, um, mm. I personally love a good sandwich. Maybe I need some more comment relevancy. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Roz's Krantz and Goldenstein are dead um, is a fun episode, but mostly because I love Kelsey's scenes with James Earl Jones, the voice of Darth Vader. That's a point about Darth Vader. I mean, he, he goes on to say he's an excellent actor, which is true. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm right in thinking that the bloke who actually played Darth Vader is in the physical actor, didn't know that he wasn't the voice of Darth Vader until the premiere. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's Earl Jones is just the voice. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, he's not credited because he thought Star Wars would flop. Yeah. Um, And I think that the actor. And the other guy didn't know he was going to get dubbed. Yeah. That's one hell of a kick in the teeth, isn't it? That sucks. Oh, yeah. God. Um, And now what's worse is everyone knows James Earl Jones as Darth Vader and nobody knows the other guy. Yeah. Other than Um, he's got bald head in Return of the Jedi. I can't remember which one he takes the helmet off in. I don't know. I've only ever seen... I've seen them like once, and that's mm-hmm. about it. Anyway, continuing on. Uh, sadly, I can report that on two separate occasions, I've been caught speeding. <gasps> 64 in a 50 zone on the M25. There was a temporary speed limit for which I was unaware it was there. I was staying with the flow of traffic, so I'm guessing the camera caught many of us out this e- that evening. The second time was much more recent, but only 34 in a 30, and literally 100 yards before the road became national limit. Um, that time was a policeman using a speed gun. Um, I called Ryan Belasco, but he couldn't help me. His excuse was something about concrete and another building job he was assisting with. Unbelievable. Until next time, Sydney. That's slippery Jerome. Uh, Casquatch puts Dr. Will and QC. Thank you for putting into words what I find so difficult to watch about this episode. They can't figure out what the tone of the episode is. Perhaps it's because I work in a hospice, but this episode is as cringy to me as Scott's tots is to most people. I know it was the 90s, but the notion that older people just randomly drop dead irritates me to no end because it simply isn't true. It's also frustrating to see how flippantly they treat dementia, making fun of people who have lost their minds. It's a bummer that this is the episode that features James Earl Jones because he's the best. I think it's likely just a personal frustration, but I was so glad to hear that you also feel like the tone wasn't consistent throughout. At times, it felt like it was shooting for death becomes him territory, but couldn't fully commit to the seriousness of the subject matter. This episode is, unfortunately, a miss for me. But my least favourite episode is better than no Frasier episode at all. Love the podcast. I'm eagerly looking forward to some of the future seasons, although I, I never want it to end. Definitely think y'all should do some episodes about the at the end about best one-off characters, etc. My Reddit name isn't Frasier themed, but I've decided my Frasier name would be Big Green, Big Green Christmas Present. Signing off, Big Green Christmas Present. I think that's a really interesting comment, actually. I think it's something that um, I wish we'd uh, maybe explored a little bit more. Into I can't remember how much we said it was. I think I think you definitely touched on this, Uh, and Um, I think I commented on the fact that like Roz was very dismissive of of the clear dementia. Yeah, Um, and yeah, yeah, perhaps yeah, it is quite nineties, and and and, you know, something interesting hearing someone who works from in a hospice as to their you know their views on how you know. A, a care home, for instance, is, is portrayed in popular media compared to, you know, it, it's real life comparison. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it, it's really, you know, they know the idea, the idea that older people just randomly drop dead irritates them to know because it simply isn't true. And that, that's absolutely correct. People don't, you know, just drop dead. And, and there's plenty of people in, in care homes who are, you know, 
really engaging with other residents and and you know living their life to the fullest and things like that so it's um it's a really interesting comment that one actually i think um be an interesting one maybe in the end of season recap maybe just to go into a little bit more depth about that sort of point on that episode but yeah really interesting comment yeah absolutely uh, next up, we've got uh, Reclia, who says that uh, Ham Radio... Um... Oh, sorry, just, just apologies about this. When I initially said what comments and trivia we needed, I forgot Roz's term was the next step, and I put Ham Radio. So some people like Reclia have commented about Ham Radio, which is fine. You can Obviously, we'll still read this out. Um, yeah. Yeah, so still read it out now. Uh, or by all means. By all... Next time? No, no, by all means, you can read it out. Okay, now. so Reclia said on Ham Radio, um, often touted as one of the classics, but even though I enjoyed it and thought it was a fantastic episode, it's not quite there for me. Reenacting a radio play that eventually falls apart in a hilarious manner is a great idea and executed so well that it never becomes a bore. Throughout the episode, I found myself laughing almost constantly. Interesting, uh, interesting say there from uh, from Reclia. Uh, Good night, Seattle writes another great episode, gents. Keep them coming. I agree with you both that Frasier is frustratingly careless with the face mask of Norman's wife. But the most egregious aspect of this that it's yet another example of Frasier's totally inconsistent ethics-related stomach issues. Surely he should have felt queasy the moment he lied about it. To the commenter who complained about the last episode, I quote Frasier to Noel from Sleeping with the Enemy. Go away, you annoying little man. Good night, Seattle's words. By way of Noel, not me or Frasier. Not sure if Ross's turn or Ham Radio is next up. Yes, again, this is my fault. And because this is a slightly longer comment, we'll save Good Night Seattle's Ham Radio for the for the relevant app. But for Ross's turn, they write, I do enjoy this one as Perry Gilpin gets a rare chance to shine at the center of an episode. It's interesting to hear that she's always wanted to get into presenting, although this hasn't been mentioned at all before now and doesn't come up again, I don't think. If this was the case, you'd think that she'd try to be much more actively involved in Fraser's show, although there may be, although then again, she does display great skills behind the mic when she's briefly working with Bulldog. Maybe Fraser just never gives her the space to speak. The best part of this for me is that it's another great BBF, which has repercussions in season five and features one of my favorite lines Your tongue could open a wine bottle. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna as someone I've I've not seen this this comment uh, about the the sandwich. I it was deleted before. Yeah, it's, yeah it has been removed. Um, not by me. They if, deleted it themselves. I understand from your comments and response uh, that the person in question is a fan of the show and, and does listen to the show. They said they like the show generally. Uh, they basically just said that they yeah they they said that they have been listening and enjoyed it. Um, yeah. but this was their first time commenting and they felt compelled to do so because I was munching my sandwich. Okay. So that, well, I mean, that's the context for people who don't understand to, what was going to, on. To the extent that they are a fan and they're still listening to the show, I feel we should say it's all a bit in jest. Um, I hope they do enjoy listening. Maybe, maybe not so <laughs> um, no, I mean, if, they, if they're still listening, I'm not sure they will be after that particular interaction. I don't, um, I don't know. If they are still listening. If they are still listening, listen, I'm sorry I ate my sandwich. Um, <laughs> you know, I, you removed your comments, maybe by way of apology i don't I'm, know um, i'm, I'm going to be honest i'm an innocent bystander sitting on the bench eating popcorn no i get it no one wants to on. hear munching in their ear um you know but i didn't think i didn't think it was that audible um, <laughs> but there is also a market of people out there on like asmr videos where people literally want someone to be slobbering soup down their ears so what? some people oh asmr people on youtube they want, they want people i do not know what that is should i no basically it's like the videos where people have like a really sensitive mic uh, yeah. and they like they might be like eating peanut brittle or clicking their nails on the mic um oh and it's basically it triggers what's called the i don't know the auto sensory meridian response or something it's basically when you get like goose pimples all through your body because of like a sensation and this mm. this thing can trigger it 
Um, but okay. yeah, the people sometimes people want to. I mean, I'm not, it's a stupid thing to say because this is a podcast about Frasier. It's not an ASMR video. I am sorry. <laughs> all, I'm, all I was trying to say is if they are still listening, they, you know, we don't want them to think like, oh my God, like this, everyone's like, they're not a pariah in the community. Yeah, like, yeah they're know. more than welcome. We're happy to have them here. It's all in, in jest from, certainly from my perspective. I just oh, find yeah. it all a bit amusing. Um, so, you know, for really um, Yeah. And if, if anyone has a favorite kind of sandwich, just let us know. And let us know. If you want me to eat something else on air, I could be <laughs> persuaded to do so. Um, um, is it Cam... me next, I think? No, who's uh, next? Yeah, Cam Winston. Yeah, Cam Winston. Oh, boy. oh so I'm, why am I the one who ends up having to try and pronounce things? Here we go. Here we go. Okay, I'm sorry in advance, Hammy. Uh, Kiora, um, how to say um, New Zealand in Maui? Maori? Maori, Maori, yeah. Maori, Maori. Oh, it's not going well. Okay, how to say New Zealand in Maori, as mentioned in the previous episode. Spelt Aotearoa? Aotearoa. Yeah, because there's there's no clear... We don't know where the stress is in, yeah. in this in this kind of um, phonetic transcription. And, and so. Hami has said, pronounced Aotearoa, I think. Aotearoa? Aotearoa. 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 So that's Aotearoa. New Zealand in Maori, I think. Yeah. Aotearoa. There's probably there's probably a stress we're missing, but I'd go with okay. that. I hope go. that helps. That did help, Hammy. Thank you so much. God bless you, sir. Um, lads, I must apologise. It's been a crazy week and time has caught up with me here. Um, so as a result, I've run out of time and don't have much to contribute. But in saying that, here are four choice sentences and some lovely, lovely trivia. Sentence one, Aston Villa four, Southampton nil. <laughs> sentence number two, Aston Villa three, Leeds United nil. Oh, this is good. Sentence three, all in the space of four days. <laughs> Sentence four, Aston Villa are now in the top 10. Peace, lads. And as always, up the villa, Hammy. Oh, I got nostalgic for Sunday afternoons in the, oh, in the car. Do you remember that, mate? <laughs> oh, I used to love that. If I could just get like a 10-hour audio of like that from a history archive, I'd probably fall asleep, do it every night. Um, but top, top notch. Um, so while we're in listener mail as well, um, I don't want, ever want us to be accused of only sharing completely positive reviews um so we got a, we got a review recently um over on on itunes i've, I've i need to get it up actually I've, I've i've lost it their review is titled i'm not listening which is immediately quite sad um sad for us uh, i'm a huge fraser fan from the uk and recently discovered these podcasts try as i might i feel these guys who both seem very nice it concedes, have created the most boring podcast about a magnificent show. Old facts regurgitated, questions that people who have never seen TV would know the answer to. The format gets very samey very quickly. And hearing them agree with one another about everything eventually, eventually made me switch off. Shame, I was so hopeful. The reason why we're reading this out is, one, we both seem very nice. Yeah, to be honest, that's all I've taken from it is, one, I think I'm nice. I'll I think we're that. nice. And two is, you might have heard a few kind of jokey remarks in this episode about us where we've disagreed about things, which was in reference, just in jest, to this review, um, which obviously says that we agree about a lot of things. Um, um, also, but, and also, I also apologise if I'm ever particularly intrusive about political comments because someone else left a review where they they didn't really like that. Um, they, Keith, I should say they specified well for that one. They I did was in the single clear. me out. 
Um, I didn't. I wasn't aware I was doing that. But I just want to say, Key and I have identical worldviews and have known each other and lived in, been to school together since we were four. We're going to agree about a lot of things. I think we've actually known each other since we were three, mate. But good, well, you, good you to disagree. know that first year meant a lot to you. You disagree with that. <laughs> um, but there we go. Um, so just so we never, because you know, we have been accused in the past of being a little bit of a loving in the community by the guy who deleted his comments. So um, the there only- you go. Other things I'd add. We did have another review on iTunes, which actually was a really beautiful review. Oh my I think God. really it, touched both of us. I don't amazing. know if we can read it or not. I don't know if they're happy for us to read it out because it wasn't obviously via Reddit, but it was a, a review it, they it's, published. It's, it's public knowledge on Apple. So I would, yeah, if it's a review on Apple, anyone can read this. Um, so okay. they'll, they'll have no problem with us reading it out. You're sure? Oh, yeah. If you, you posted yeah. this as a review to, a, to a, on Apple, like anyone in the world can see it. So Okay. Well, I mean, I won't read it word for word, but what I'll just say is that they've said they've been, you know, struggling a little bit in, in recent times and they've been going out on walks and, and listening to podcasts when they've been on walks. And, and they've really enjoyed listening to our podcast while on walks. And it's been really nice for them to, you know, be able to, to listen in and, and they feel that it's really helped them. And, and I just want to say thank you so much to, you know, whoever that is. I'm so, so delighted that you feel we've, we've managed to help in, in any small way that we can. And, um, you know, I hope that we, we continue to do so. It's really, is really, really touching comments. So thank you. Thank you very much for, for writing. And it really does mean a lot. Absolutely wonderful. I've just realized, I think I did share this on, on our Twitter feed and a lot of people okay. liked it. Um, but for those who aren't on Twitter, there you go. Um, but yeah, um, the- it, Sorry, okay. So you guys do one more. Um, I just want to give a shout out to uh, someone, and I'm just getting the name of the band up. So Steve Gomez. <laughs> Steve Gomez. <laughs> um, uh, give me one second because I listen to too much on Spotify and I can't immediately find the name. Never too much, never too much. Um, um, yes. So basically, there is a band that Will and I, Will doesn't bail. Um, I'll be coming. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're I'm not going to bail. I'm not going to bail. I said to you, like, if any of the lads want to come, and I got no response. So I'm assuming the other lads are not coming. Oh, um, when did when? What you mean? You, you mean you when you said that yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Oh, only because only because I haven't asked any yet. Um, I mean, I'll yeah, ask anyone who wants to come is one of them. Basically, um, a mate of mine is in a band called um, Taze and the Drolls. Um, nice. Taze is in like T A Y Z and Drolls like trolls but with d rather than a t Tays and the drawers um they're playing um should we say what they're playing can we say yeah playing? yeah because if, playing people, the... if people want to come they're welcome yeah. to they're playing at the swan in Kozal on the 9th of april i think it is um will and i are both going to be there um i've listened to some other stuff like the lead singer is phenomenal uh really nice uh, group of people as well what's the kind of vibe if i can ask like genre or um it, it's hard to say it's quite um it's quite... Is it kind of like electric guitar-led, kind of pop rock, or is it yeah, It's generally or... a bit slower. They do. I know they do quite a bit of folk stuff. They do a few originals. Um, it's a bit of a... I was told it's a bit of a weird blend in terms of the genres, and they, they mixed up quite a bit. Mm. Um, but there's some of their originals on Spotify. If anyone's interested, go give them a listen. Um, yeah, really, really talented band. So I thought I'd, I'd use my platform, as, as limited and meager as it is, to, to give a shout out to local Birmingham artists and, and try and there we go. Know. How do you how do you know the lead singer again? Um I work with her. Oh so she's, a, she's a workmate. Um, there we go. And yeah. Perfect. So, so we will be there on April 9th. Next week it's Ham Radio. Holy mother of God. Um can't wait to do that. Are we are we doing anything special for Ham Radio or is well, it just another episode? This has been floated for so long, mostly by me kind of just prevaricating, saying, Oh, I'd love to do something, but where were we? But like I just think schedules have been so busy lately, it just seemed a bit crazy to try and try and do something. 
I think maybe when we have a little run of bonus episodes, maybe at the end of the show or whatever, or even on the live episode, we might be able to incorporate a little live read along of the script um, at the end of this season. I think that's what we might try and do. If listeners have any ideas, let us know. But for the episode of Ham Radio, I think it's just going to be a straight-up review app, um, unfortunately. I think, I think that makes sense. I mean, my schedule's been fairly hectic lately, as people probably have known by you know Steve filling in for me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm not actually sure if I'm in the country all week next week. Uh, I'm possibly in Seville for a few days. That's undecided. Damn, it's undecided. I don't Hire know. me, Kate. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know quite what's happening. Um, but yes, I think it, it might be quite tricky to do something big. It, we'd probably need, I think, a slight delay if we were going to do something big. So probably a normal review episode, although I anticipate slightly longer than usual. Um, probably be about an hour and a half. Yeah, probably. Probably works a bit better. And I mean, an hour of that's just going to be me saying rumping with my school chums and the fens and spinnies, but there we go. I'm going to be um, honest, I think what we're just going to do is play uh, a full 22-minute episode of Frasier. I think just, so. We're I not going to so. say anything. Um, so, yeah, look forward to joining you all then for Ham Radio. Um, also, just, you know, keep the reviews coming in, positive, negative, constructive. We want to hear from all yeah. of you, so keep them posted. And, you know, if we bring them up in the in the podcast, it's all lighthearted you know it's all fun and games we you know we're not trying to target anyone or whatever so you're all it's a it's a free world you can say whatever you like it's absolutely fine um other than that i've been will i've been key and thank you very much for listening to we're listening hey baby i hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs oh man and maybe i seem a bit confused yeah maybe but i got you pegs <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.